absolutely winging it here. We are wanging. We got, we're recording two, two in one week. <laughs> two in a week, guys. We're just trying to give, we're just trying to get by here. Yeah, as, as Jess was leaving on Tuesday, <laughs> um, we had a plan for her and Joe to do an episode, but then realized I was not going to be in state for this like in physically i'm going to texas which would be okay because joe and i would be recording but rachel is in charge of the editing yeah and we have literally maybe this where we're at now to like teach me you yeah. would have like maybe two hours yeah and we're like was, we, hey. we my brain actually couldn't even probably no retain any information no. you would give me in that regard so it would be a nightmare. And then we were also thinking, like, we don't want Jess and Joe's episode to be the last episode of season one. And so it's, like, we're trying to then find a week for me and Jess. I was like, it was a mess. I was like, when can you be here next? I was like, okay, I'll see you in two days. And here and, I am. And here you are. In all Thanks. my, in all my glory. We are on our last leg. I think we've been saying that. But this is going to be a fun episode. Yes. And Jess, I think the whole world is on its last leg. I don't know. I I think, didn't we talk about We We, we were like, we did. Some, something's wrong with the stars. But I sent you something. Brene Brown posted. Uh, it's the, the post-COVID a, crisis. It's a term. Yeah. It's like a post-pandemic. Problems. Probs. Yeah. Um, quoted Brene Brown. I don't, that's actually not the technical term she yeah. used. But I think it's so true. Everyone is either like, like we talked about this last week, but in, entering into an absolute chicho or like your yeah. your life is significantly shifting. Yeah, it's just a state of unrest, I believe. A state of unraveling, <laughs> if you will. So we all in this together. We are. I have a story that I wanted to tell last episode, but forgot. Okay. Because so on Sunday, I had an engagement session. You know how it go. Up in Cleveland, Edgewater, classic. Mm-hmm. Got my favorite spot there, a little side beach area moment. We love it. Um, taking photos of my couple. Uh, they're great. Listen to the pod. Hey. Hey, Kate and Dave. How you doing? Kate and Dave, thanks for listening. Kate and Dave, thanks for being here. Um, and <laughs> so we're taking photos. Everything's great. And then um, we go down to the beach area. We see out of the corner of our eyes, like a woman sliding down the side, like, there's stairs. There's stairs. She's sliding down like the cliff face. She's not falling. She's just sliding on her butt. We hear a beer bottle fall. We're like, all right. A little two-turn on a Sunday uh-huh. evening. I'm just ignoring, you know, classic, you know, p- people of Cleveland, you got to just keep keep rolling, keep going. Keep it pushing. Keep pushing. You got to keep it professional. Turn a blind eye. Yeah. Make sure they're alive. Yeah. Not yeah. a dead person rolling down. Uh, my eye. I see her. Taking photos, taking photos. Then I hear another big like... <laughs> And I see like a sealed wooden box, which I'm like, ashes. ashes. Maybe, maybe we're going through something. Yes. Um, to which I'm like, I'm sorry for your loss, probably. But I keep shooting, of course, because um, she also seems very drunk, and I'm not seeing like really anyone around her. Um, Why is she going down this cliff? I don't. I don't know if she knew about the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then we start walking down the beach a little bit. We're taking photos. And all of a sudden, we hear, like, blood-curdling screams. <gasps> Was she throwing the ashes and weeping? I believe. I believe. Wait. And it was, like, it was a scene. And 
no hate, no shade. Was it the time? Was oh, it the place? I feel oh. terrible. And then, but then the police were there. Then they were like, well, do police you, officers in the water. Cause she was like, you know, like how on Edgewater there's those. She was probably so intoxicated. Like, yes. The public intoxication yes. was like, this woman needs help. Uh huh. Uh huh. But it's like, I'm just trying to shoot, shoot the, what a this scene. beautiful couple. You know, she's wearing the gorgeous dress on the water. We're trying to get those romantic shots. And it's just this like a shit screams, show. absolute screaming. Did it kill the vibe? Um, I just made a joke about it. Well, as we Because I didn't know. Um, as I didn't, we use humor. As we use humor. And I was like, this will probably make it on my pod. And they were like, yes, we want to be on the pod. Oh, my God. Um, so, and God bless those those officers of, of the coastal Cleveland <laughs> squadron Holy just in the water. Funny. Like, just, I think, making sure that she was like, but she was like yelling at them, swearing at them. Like, oh, it was I, also, I also was like, is there a gun in that box? I don't know. I don't know the situation. I would have, I would have stayed for the oh, show. There were so many people, you know, like because like there's the par- upper parking lot. People, people just staring down. Oh, I'd be looking at the scene. I would definitely stay for the show. Oh yeah, what a scene. Oh, it was a scene. Oh my god, that's so, wild. Anything well, can happen at your engagement session with me. Truly, but truly. that's why I try to avoid the public. I know. It throws things off for me, for my cup. The the other beach that I go to and know of, it's just like another like 15, 20 minutes. It's like Bay Village. Ah. And I'm like, I'm not in it. It's too far. It's too far. I feel that. Edgewater is 45 minutes away, which is still far, but it's about as good as we're going to get. Feel that. And it does a job. Good. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And here we are. Our final episode of season one. Guys, welcome to the final episode of season one. A little bittersweet, if you will, but also I'm happy. <laughs> it had to be done. Because we I think we need to take a step back to like yeah. come in, come back and be like obviously yeah. better and refreshed and giving yeah. you guys the the freshest content. Yeah. The the great jokes. Yeah. I think quite literally, I still have ten episodes to put on YouTube. And as you guys know, Rachel will never let you forget that any episode or any chance she gets, she's going to point out Mm -hmm. the flaw in YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. The flaw in me. It's a a me flaw. It's a problem. I'm just going to mix that there. (laughs) Um, Rachel, but you know what I wanted to bring up to you is that we never talked about Drake's new album. I know you did with Josh. I know you did with Josh. And I'm not here to give a play-by-play. Okay. But I, I know that Josh took that over, took the took the initiative yeah. to talk on my, on our podcast. Yeah. The comment was funny about the AI <laughs> comment. I laughed out loud. Yes. And he actually warned me about that. He was like, I might have I might have said something bad about Drake. Might trash talk Drake on your podcast. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll be the judge of that. But truth is, the album's great. Okay. okay? The great. album's great in my opinion. And it does get better with time. And I've mm. heard this from a few people. But truly, before you guys, I was ready. I was fucking around. I'm going to play around with Divorce with Joe just so I can really feel the album. <laughs> I was like, I'm pick a fight. I'll make oh, seem yeah. like our, our, our marriage is on the line yeah. so that when I listen to this album. But it didn't really work out that way because no. we were actually on our way to Kentucky. To celebrate. For our anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was like, let me feel something. Yeah. Am I going to get start thinking about my ex-boyfriend from high school again or what? <laughs> you know, that'll bring it down. Hey, we know that old chestnut. Yeah. But no. 
perfect. I just wanted to touch base. I just loved it. You like it. I just need to be, I think it needs to be said on the pod for me. Yeah. I just, I, I'll say it again. I just don't like that he calls himself a lesbian. I knew he, it wasn't necessary. I just, here's, don't, don't take him too serious. <laughs> just don't. I mean, don't say, I mean, like, my people could be mad. You could be mad. But I just don't, think don't take one of the most influential people at their word. You know? not, just not too seriously, you know? I don't know. I thought it was a fun song. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I think it's all fun and jokes for him. Good. But I will say, if if you're on the fence about it, I would say, like, sit with it. Because yeah, I've I heard listening people... to it. But it's it's a long album. I know. And you said that. And I and I agree. But, mm-hmm. like, you know your songs. If you do a quick listen through, you know which ones you're going to go back to. Yeah. Fair Trade is my fave. Top notch. Okay. Um, I also just like love the chorus on that. Like, I don't know. And mm-hmm. Travis Scott is amazing. Um, but I do feel like listen to your favorite songs over and over again. And like, it just like gets better with mm-hmm. time, like fine wine. All right. So that's just like my quick little review of it. it needed to be touched. Sounded weird. <laughs> need to be touched. He needs to be touched. I need to be touched by him. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Rach. <laughs> I am delirious. I probably got like oh. maybe four hours of sleep. So we're just living, loving it today. Yes. Um. Do we, you have any tidbits for me before I ri- <sighs> rip right into? Kurt? I feel like I feel like there was plenty of things. I was like, save it for the pod, save it for the pod, but um, those all go away. So just hit me with the current events. I don't know if you heard of um, Lula Rich. You know I love a multi-level marketing scheme breakdown. I am okay. so stoked for it. I have not seen it. Okay. Have you? No. So this is an Amazon documentary exposing the company LuLaRoe. If you're unfamiliar, unfamiliar, it is the most chuggy clothing that has ever been made. Yes. Very um, soft leggings, though. <laughs> did you own a pair? <laughs> Just a pair of black ones. I told you, my mom... She she won't buy in, but she will buy out people's inventory. <laughs> like she won't sell it, but you better be sure. Pampered chef, those nail like sticker things, um, the f- you know essential oils, Lularoe, um, and She's that some- that mascara brand that was going around, Mary Kay, Avon. My mom. If you if you are Would a boss stand- babe and you need to sell something, just because Sherry's like I'll support you, yes. it comes from a like it's having a big heart. Women, okay, and she loves she's here for that. Oh, she's all over it. She loves it. I know, but I she won't them. buy again if she doesn't like it. Like she knew that mascara stuff was garbage, trashola. I no shade in the game, but I did once have like a bride whose sister sold mascara and made the bride wear mascara products for her sister's like shameless plug she said i was like she said shameless plug here it's like don't do your sister dirty like that <laughs> wait so lula rich amazon's newest docuseries exposing this company and their marky marky mar marketing no oh, mlm multi level marketing there yeah. we go um so I say go watch it. There's TikToks yeah. all over just exposing them and then everyone hopping on like, yes, this is how it started. This is how it ended. 
It's going to be good. I love yeah. a good scheme. You know me. It's all schemes. And the scams. Like girls. It all started with my love of Firefest. I'll bring it back. You need it. You need I it. I should watch it. With what time? I don't know. <laughs> we will but get there. We'll get. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe on my flight to Texas or Maine or Arizona. One of those theory that it's going to happen within the next month. Yeah. Why am I the way I am? There are these, these things. I'm stoked. I'm stoked about the about Maine and Arizona. Those are both um, engagement session in Maine. And then, um, you know, my cousin's getting married in Arizona and I'm shooting it. It's going to be dumb crazy. Um, but the Texas thing was a just a, oh, I can make it work. It's a, I know it's that. a filmmakers conference. Well, and I know that. Old will I be overwhelmed? Not. Will I leave it feeling inadequate? Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. I have a question for you. Yeah. Random question, though. Remember when this also goes with things that are embarrassing for no reason, even though that's phasing out. But first class, first syllabus week, put yourself there. Okay, first week of class. Yeah. And everyone's going around the room. I don't know if we asked each other this question yet, Mm -hmm. but everyone's like, one thing interesting about yourself. Did we talk about this? Mm -mm. Okay. So you're going to go around the room. Tell me who you are. And tell me one thing yeah. interesting about yourself. What was your go-to? Mm-hmm. And don't tell me you picked the easy way out. Because you know fucking Kyle in the bag is like, uh, I'm Kyle, Delta Kai, and I play football. <laughs> interesting, Kyle. Um, Didn't you always want to spice it up? Like, throw for a loop. Make, make them turn heads. I... What did you go with? You were artsy, and you were probably like... I picture you... Um, what's that movie? She's all that. You were that girl with the hat. No, um, I was the cringe girl that was like, um, my be my boyfriend is British. <gasps> yeah, because I had nothing else interesting me- about me at that point. Well, that's I really had no other personality traits, and when I was in college, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, to hear what was I going to say? I'm a pharmacy technician. <laughs> that's kind of cool. I would get a grocery store pharmacy. It was about you, not about who you were dating. You yeah, know? but I didn't know that at the time. Or I'd be like, I'm Are on you- fire for the Lord right now. <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared. I'm on fire for the Lord. <laughs> You're going to trigger some people out here with those with those fighting words. Oh, my God. Uh, my go-to was, I sucked my thumb till I was 12 years old. Uh, and I was like, Ew. I'm like, yeah, I'm good at sucking things. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not what I meant uh, too by much, that. Too much. <laughs> too far. Too far. And I'm trying to think of if I had any other interesting quality about me in college. All right. I, if I was like, that was too embarrassing. I wasn't feeling ballsy. I was like, I still sleep with my baby blanket. I was known as, I was weird. I was weird girl. Yeah, yeah. But I also like held this confidence that I, people were like, oh, she's kind of, I think I was going a funny route. Wanted to be yeah. funny with embarrassing myself. Yeah. Which I still do. So that was always my go-to. I just thought that was a funny question. It is a funny question. I wish I had a better answer. I probably... I'm on fire for the Lord. <laughs> is that the title of this episode? <laughs> no. I don't want to get on the wrong side of whatever podcasts are. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with that. Oh, my gosh. Oh. All right, Rage. Intro with the meat of the episode. Okay. The intro to the meat of the episode is we're kind of capping off. I wanted to list off our top five are like our most downloaded episodes 
And then um, I was going to make bullet points about all five of those episodes, but I got through two. Cool. And then we've got DMs. So we we'll do, do have. A, we'll do a deep dive into that and end off with DMs, or do we want to start with the DMs? Um, I feel like in true, for better and worse fashion, we start off with the DMs. Okay. Okay. Let's rip into these DMs. Rip, rip them open, babe. Rip them wide open. These DMs came through when we asked you guys to expose your cringe bridal party stories. Yes. And I really haven't read these. So me, I, I am know. reading them for the first time. Okay. So excuse me if I stutter. <laughs> Okay, we decided not to include any family in our wedding parties. I have eight younger siblings, four brothers and four sisters. Jesus. And he has two sisters and a brother and a brother-in-law. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. That's a, that's a bridal party. That is. So, fair enough. Mm-hmm. My family is totally cool with not being involved because they get to drink, eat, have fun, and their only responsibility is photos. His sister and brother-in-law, however, are pretty upset. She was left out of his ex-wife's bridal party in favor of her choosing my fiance's other sister and his brother-in-law was a backup groomsman when one of his friends dropped out last minute. Mm. For similar reasons, we also decided to do completely away with the flower girl and ring bearer. We just can't choose between nieces and nephews. Another complaint from his first wedding when neither of their toddlers were included. So by trying to make things easier, we have now created a huge family issue with his sister and brother-in-law. Uh, they're still not included, but I feel like we're only going to make them angrier when we announce we're requiring COVID vaccines. Yep. There are a couple things there. Yeah. One, I mean, you're doing the best you can. I firmly believe do not pick between your siblings or their siblings. Unless you know they have a sibling that like doesn't live there, they're not close with like, and they're going to be cool with not being in it. Yeah. But, like, it is a bit cringe when it's, like, especially as a photographer, I'm like, get your sibling in there. And it's, like, and then it's, like, oh, there's someone's not here. And I'm, like, oh. You know, like, they aren't in the bridal party or, you know. But it's also, it gets kind of confusing, like, even reading this. So, it's, like, sister, but your in-laws. Like, so, once your family and your siblings are married, it's, like, is that an obligatory thing that that their spouses are in there? I don't. I don't think so. Unless, I mean, if you're close, but that's the thing, like your bridal party should be who you're close with. If you're not like overly close with your family, then I don't know. Um, kids thing. Like I was just saying this, I ain't having kids at my wedding. None. None. You can stay home. I love, I'm very close with all my friends, kids. Yeah. You ain't coming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eric, Miles, Florence, Ollie and Forrest. You can't, you can't come babes. I love you. I'll catch you. It, you well, would ha- you would have more I'll fun. I'll catch you on the slip and slide, you know, the next weekend. But mm-hmm. I will not. Mm-mm. Just it is much. a lot. It's almost like I feel it's like you want them there. Yeah. But it's such a hassle for the people taking care yes. of them. It's like they aren't having a good time. They're up past their bedtime. They're out of their whack. They didn't get their nap. And then they're also expected to perform and like be on their best behavior even though like they have none of the right environment. So, Mm -hmm. and here's my thing on the whole vaccines thing. I am pro. I, I had a wedding, um, a couple weekends ago where it was either be vaccinated or negative COVID test, um, 40 within 48 hours and wear a mask. The, this is where shit is going to shut down again is because especially with the Delta variant, it is like 
sweeping, sweeping groups of people. Like I had a friend whose bride shot a wedding a couple weeks ago. Bride contacted her and was like, hey, just so you know, me, the groom, and at least 20 other people have tested positive for COVID. <laughs> oh, my from God. Saturday. That's my worst nightmare. And it's like, the fuck? But it's like, we're just living in this like reality where like that's not, that can't happen. And I even talked to like one of my couples who's um, the groom is like immunocompromised and the groom's brother won't get like refuses to get vaccinated or wear a mask. And they're just like, he's just who he is. And I'm like, a fucking asshole? Like, (laughs) no. Like, I'm sorry. I believe that weddings can and should happen. But the only way that they're going to continue to happen safely is with the proper precautions in place. Right. And that's. It's also, you do you. Yeah. You do you. You do you. It's you get also, to piss people off this day. If it's you want. also on the venue, too. Yeah. The venues. Yeah. The venues are just like dropping all rules because they want money. And I get that. But yeah. it's also stipulation. Yeah. Should be in place, especially for vendors, too. Yeah. Like we got to be there, too. But like. I know. And I just hate it because it's like I've talked about this before, but it's like when we wear a mask, I'm protecting you from me someone who's already vaccinated but i want <laughs> i i want people to not get me sick because what's upsetting is like this is what we mean like we live in we live in an ecosystem right so if i go to a wedding and people have made their own choice not to take any covid precautions the next weekend i have a wedding they probably have weeks off or could take weeks off so if I go to a wedding where there's no COVID precautions and people aren't wearing masks and they're indoors and and I get sick despite the fact that I'm vaccinated and I'm contagious, that means my next weekend I can't be there for the couple that paid me just as much as this person is just as important mm-hmm. to me as this other couple. And it's like think about your vendors when you're doing this because like I can't describe how like heartbroken I'd feel like if I got COVID. Because I already, I already did get COVID and had to miss a wedding. Yeah, that happened to me last year. It was my last wedding of the year. Thank God for Madison and my couple that was like chill about it. And you know, we're just like, but literally two days before the wedding, I was like, I need to call you. I also feel like kind of off topic, but not really. But like photographers now, just like bringing this up to you, are like associate shooting others like all the time. All the time with, I'm like, I would. I have anxiety thinking about that. Yeah. Like just, I just build such a great relationship with my couple. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't do them dirty like that. I think Not that, that I couldn't yeah. trust whoever I picked to do it, but it's yeah. like, you chose me. Yeah. You paid me. And I personally, I don't like associate shooting. So like I no. got a wedding the other week, the couple that required vaccines and, and or masks and negative COVID test. I got that wedding two weeks before it happened because their photographer refused to do any of those things, which I thought was fucking insane. Like the photographer gave him a full refund and I'm like, it's really worth like, I mean, every single wedding that I take on, I do and I budget for it in my like life. And it's like, you really don't need that money or you didn't weird. Especially because all of last year we were all wearing masks and we had to. Right. So, so strange, but yeah, it's just, Bizarro. Bizarro land out here. <laughs> and just do what's best for you and 
I think what's worse than having like a vaccine like requirement or mask requirement or whatever um, is if someone gets really sick or dies from coming to the event that is supposed to be the best day of your life. Yeah. I mean, and that's what sucks is we don't want to think about that. No. I think as a whole group of society, we've been like, that ain't going to happen. That can't happen. That can't happen. Right. But it does happen. It's happening. It is happening. It's happening. It's scary. I know. Okay. Cringe bridal party. Here we go. Oh, yes. I was just in a wedding where one of the bridesmaids felt like she should have been the maid of honor. She spent the entire bachelorette party and the day of the wedding trying to one up the actual maid of honor. Oh, no. Who killed it, by the way? Examples. Readjusting the bride's train after the maid of honor already did it during the ceremony. That's not real. Uh, crashing the bride's moment with her mother of putting on her dress after the photographer let us hang back because she wanted a moment with mom making a big deal about forgetting to bring her speech when she wasn't even supposed to give one (laughs) or saying things to the rest of us like it's crazy that i've known the bridesmaid name whatever it's crazy i've known karen for the shortest amount of time and we're obviously the closest this girl said needless to say i'm so happy that wedding is over never seen maid of honor turf wars quite like that before (laughs) oh my god not the readjusting no. after someone already did it. Which, can I be honest? Can I give a hot take? Fuck, adju- fuck, fuck adjusting the train. Leave her fucking dress alone. Oh. Okay, do it maybe once, right? When she first stands on, up there. Or if she's in a church okay. and there's stairs. I get that. Yep. But throughout the... No. <sighs> I know, Rach actually was the first person to be like, just leave it. Just leave it. Yes. Just kick it behind you. I'm like... Oh, unless it, it's, it just it dry it honestly drives me crazy. Unless like, it's absurd, like a huge ass train, like and it maybe if it's like a, a tripping hazard, but like there's no re- like I've had I've had maids of honor spend a minute or more. Keep I'm like, things moving. I'm we like have- Sarah, just stand there. But it's also like that if it's just floofed out and draped yeah. over. That's it. It's all we need. I'm telling you, yeah. you do not notice yeah. that it's completely spread yeah, please out. Please don't get my... on your hands and knees about hey, this. Hey, please, please, <laughs> please don't go down any further than a squat to fix this. Like literally a quick 10 second, 15 and, second. And let's say it's a bend and floof. A bend and floof. It's not a. <laughs> no, no, seriously. And as soon as they move, literally, they go to light the candle. You don't need to do it again. This is like elementary school parachute. Lift it up. Yeah. Yes. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it drape. Let it leave it. Leave it. We obviously have some feelings. I have, I have strong feelings about this. Leave and it's it. also like uh during bridesmaids photos. It's like I know the photo that I'm getting. I know the angle that I'm gonna shoot at. I know everything. And when they're like, we need to we need to spin our dresser, I'm like, that's not what I'm doing because I'm gonna have you guys walk. And then you're gonna step on her dress. Exactly. Please don't tell me what to do. I'll get real pissed off. Yikes. Yeah, big yikes. Big, big yikes. feels. Big feels about this. Big yikes on this story. Yes. Though, I mean, not the readjusting after the maid of honor already did no, it. No, no. For me, that is like, what the fuck? But that's a thing. So there are times in my life where I'm like, am I really confrontational? Because sometimes I find myself avoiding conflict. <laughs> what? I Those are the moments where I'm like, sit down. Like at my wedding this past weekend. Uh. No, sh- I'm sorry. I would. It's also just like when I'm in the middle of doing something, the last thing I think of is you need to be polite. 
so we were in the middle of this like highway, back road highway, okay, taking this dope photo of them in this like her dad's like orange oh, yeah. car. It was cr- great. But like traffic was backed up on both sides because I was like, I'm doing the shot. One of the planners comes up to me behind me. And is like, just so you know, we're ready. And I was like, I looked at her. Who said I, that? The planner came up to me in the middle of four. Ready for what? The the reception. I you're- was like, the bride and groom aren't there. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, what? What does that even mean? Yeah. And she was like, you're ready, ready to line everyone up. You're like, I'm not. And that's exactly, I said, I was like, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> and then I like turn around and walk by. I'm like, I'm such a bitch. But it's like, please sit down. Like I, you knew, like, it wasn't like I'd taken an hour. I had to have them for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. We're doing a job here too, sis. You know? Yeah. Also like, I don't mean to be they rude. Are, like, and this is the thing that really annoys me about the whole like timeline thing. It's like those guests have alcohol They've got appetizers. They're in a beautiful scenic location. They fine. They are fine. Like, they're fine. Yeah. Also, we can push us back about yes. 10 minutes. We are. They can, they can have another beer. Drink. Yeah. Another free drink. For love of Pete. This is a funny story. Okay. This is a bridal party story at a bachelorette party. And just, um, it's not super cringe. It's actually really funny. And the way she writes this, okay. I chuckle to myself a bridesmaid and i were in desperate need of a lighter at 2 30 a.m after hitting the nashville bars pretty hard there was no fucking lighter to be found but the house we were staying at had a stove on the second floor it was weird bedrooms on the first floor type of setup so since it was smoke a ciggy or literally die we chose life <laughs> and chose to light those suckers get back downstairs to the porch outside mind you there was definitely a balcony like right through the living room which was wide open to the kitchen there were some other bridal party members passed out on the couches and we didn't want anyone to know about the lighter gate. So <laughs> gunning it downstairs was the move. We light the cigs on the electric stove as quietly as How is that possible? not even i don't even know that's so janky. they were surprised that's it. so janky i love that we light the cigs on the electric stove as quietly as we can and book it down the hall to the stairway while we high five in excitement down the stairs to the bridesmaid trips and eats shit so loudly for about literally half the steps <laughs> so fucking funny bruises the next day instagram cut me off but um if this doesn't make the pod i hope you get a chuckle out of it i just you love did. the way she says it was life or it was smoke a ciggy that, or literally die. We chose life. People. I know. Those are our people for sure. Liz, you're our people. You're our people. That's so real. I love that. Just a funny, funny story. We oh. love bachelor party stories. We do. Bring those in too. Those are probably funny. And most of them you got are probably being white girl wasted. And yeah. we get a good laugh out of that. So bring them on. Bring them on. Okay. We ready for. Let's go meet? see where this takes okay. us. So are you interested do you feel like you know which episodes of ours did well? Like, do you feel like you remember? Like, I I never look. I mean, you're in charge of like Buzzsprout, which like yeah. does the count, so that the number of downloads. So you yeah. probably check this more than I do. Yeah. Um, I would like to say that our more serious ones probably did better. So like, um, where we had some like good moments, or when we gave advice. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of the advice ones so, you guys why do you care so much about what we <laughs> have to say i was shocked that episode i shouldn't be shocked but episode one had the most downloads intro not well 
intro was trash. I didn't count the intro. But yeah, it was probably one of them. Because there wasn't anything to talk about with the intro. We were just like, hi. This is who we are. No, but um, episode one, Toad Vibes. Okay. Top eight things you should know before your wedding. Okay. Was the most I think we hit hit it strong with that. We did. Um, Then there was episode 13, Throw It Down for Eleanor Roosevelt. Our top piece of dating advice. I think that's when we went TikTok viral. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yes. Um, then episode 14, Down with the Sixness was our Dude, number three top episode. I would say most, uh, the episode that got the most feedback was with the guys. That's so interesting. I wasn't expecting that one to do well. I don't know why. I think, so yeah. Enneagrams. Good to know. I think we should bring Josh. them back. And then we also have plans, or I just made this up, but we. D- I want to have plans to, I'll do an episode with Josh, you do an episode with Joe. <laughs> can't handle. I can't. I love Joe so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it will be, you guys will be funny. Yeah. And me and Josh are very similar humor. So I think we will crack up. We, yeah, I look yeah. forward to cracking up. I look forward to cracking up. <laughs> because really it's just like hanging out with your our partners but just off-brand versions literally so like, yes like joe is like the lawyer upper middle class version of josh yes <laughs> pretty much so it's kind of like perfect i yes. think we would look forward to cracking up i look forward to cracking up <laughs> okay and then the fourth number four was swamp ass saturdays Ooh, okay dating after a breakup the advice. Yes. And then the fifth one was episode three, butt strings, ASMR, and Rachel's backstory. Oh, okay. People wanted the tea. <laughs> More <your> yeah. <laughs> you know. You know how they be. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah those are like our beginning ones. I know. So, yeah, the 13 and 14, I think also throw it down for Eleanor Roosevelt. That was a TikTok viral. Yes. Situation. It was. So, yeah, there, I could go into a lot of like just like the TikTok psychology because our most viral TikTok didn't lead to more downloads that our most viral TikTok was your like mimic, like mimicking batch, like a maid of honor speech. Yeah. But it didn't lead to more downloads because it was just like, oh, that's funny. Double tap versus like our serious TikToks were like, oh, I want to I want to hear more where we get advice. Give advice TikTok, on. I've let you down. I've gone I've gone Ghost Rider on it. And we're it's just, just the algorithm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like well, I just haven't been posted. If you don't post and you have to post, like you have to once you go viral, you literally have to post one to two times a day. Yeah. And I ain't for that. We just are don't have the time right now. But yeah. maybe maybe season the, two. We're coming at you live from season two. We're come at you hard. hard and fast. Yes. Okay. So I did a breakdown of two our top two episodes. Okay. So our number one episode was Toad Vibes. Top eight things to know before you're like when planning your wedding. Do you remember your so actually what's funny is top eight? We have nine. You had five. <laughs> oh my I gosh. Knew that when I was listening to it, I was like, who counts though? Who counts? So it was actually listening. top nine things. I do remember one. Okay. My first one was paid forward. Yes. And I use that wording. But I I strongly still believe this. Yes. You have to let one vendor lead you to the other. I agree. And we we just had Aaron on. And that's a top example. Perfect example of paying it forward. Because we are going to be so much more excited to photograph your dancing. For We know that once we hit to the reception, shit is handled. It's all going to be good vibes only. And, and I I will say I did get this a lot more this year before we yeah. um, 
before we recorded this is that so many people were like, hey, looking for a DJ. Hey, looking for a makeup artist. And I actually just have a vendors list that I send out. Right. Preferred vendors that I would love to work with. So I feel like everyone wins in that situation. They do. Mine was marry the right person. Started it off real serious. Mm -hmm. Which I still stand by that. 100%. And like the... The tagline to that was like, be picky. Like, it's okay to be picky and it's okay to like rethink who you're marrying. Even when you're engaged, like, it's never too late. Like, I've met people, like old friends and stuff that have been like having serious, serious problems with their partners. And it's like, I, one of this person comes to my mind, like, we're not really like friends, but I don't know. People delve their life into me sometimes and she was like but I started talking to my mom about it and she just freaked out about the wedding so I just don't want to bring it up Ooh. and I'm like so you're gonna marry him oof you're dead ass gonna marry him I was like okay well hopefully your parents will pay for the divorce as well right. seeing as they didn't want to entertain any other reality yikes Big um yikes. your second piece of advice was set your wedding day priorities three to five things Agree. Agree. Strong agree. So crazy. Um, when I made this list, I really came at it from a point of a planner headset. Yes. And now if you were to ask me, I'm like thinking of, of more of a vendor. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that my answer is. Well, now you're like in wedding season as a vendor. So you're constantly thinking. So it's just funny. Like where and like, I guess like just coming out of planning the wedding and like coming yeah. down from it all and before hitting wedding season. So it's yeah. just interesting. Um, and I had choose bridal party wisely, which I thought was funny because we just did we just bridal. did that episode, yeah. yeah. Um, so still stand by that. We obviously just answered some or read some DMs about bridal party, but I hope it's more clear than ever after all these couple of episodes. I feel like a lot of tea came out, tea? like even more so. Like one was really long that I heard from my friend. Yeah. Um, that we kind of dove into, but we're not on the pod just so long so dramatic but like holy shit yeah people just get butthurt for no reason they do it's stupid but it's also like let that be a reflection of who they are truly more so than than you if they're gonna make your wedding about them they don't need to be in your life it just like that says more about them and like you just can't take that tart seriously um then you had which was good um talk to married couples um See, ask them what stood from, out to you in recent weddings this is all from like a really different headspace it's I know. really cool to listen to though but um that question because then you you said what stood out to you in recent weddings i want to ask you is there anything that stood out to you in recent weddings like from this year good question um in what regard well how do we say this because um, I don't know, like just like trends or yeah, trends or just things that you've seen this year that you really liked. Like I've talked about this before, but um, I've had uh, a couple walk themselves down the aisle, which I I loved, and I thought that was really significant. That I was like, that that was really like cool for me to witness. Like, yeah, you guys are making this decision together. You're walking down this road together, and you're setting that precedent now here. Um. And I think I really loved that. Um, you know what I did? What I thought was cool is that um, at my last wedding, they did a shot of whiskey, but it was said their vows, poured their partner's uh-huh. shot in this really cool glassware too. said 
their vows, poured the other person's shot, took the shot together of whiskey. Right. So that was classy. Kind of cool. Yeah. And like in the vows, like the officiant was like smooth as Tennessee whiskey. She like slid that in there. I was like, yeah. dope. It's so good. Yeah, it was cool. I just thought that was kind of fun or just the cere- ceremonial things I thought have gotten a lot more creative um, as I'm just shooting more weddings outside of the church. Yes. Um, People can get as creative as you want mm-hmm. with stuff like that. And I find that really fun and like dive into that and maybe, you know, do some research on stuff like that. Like Joe and I did a time capsule, wrote letters to each yeah. other in a wine box. I That was pretty standard. Yeah. It just like ran out of time. But like just anything like that is I think is cool and just get creative with it. Yeah. And like things that stand out to you and make it special for you guys looking back on it like you guys have a wine bottle to open up and do that yeah you know, was it your fifth year fifth yeah yeah so it's like that's that's so cool yeah and, i mean um that i mean i'll skip around but your fifth one your sneaky sneaking in one was focused on the big picture what's your end goal yeah and i think as you're planning your wedding thinking about the big picture is important like not just thinking about like what are the centerpieces going to look like but like how can we celebrate this day continuously in the future yeah like a stupid thing that like i think three years ago if you asked me i'm like this is fucking stupid was saving the top tier freezing your your top layer wedding cake you know that people do that yeah and but I think now that, i think it's sweet yeah now i'm like any you know you freeze that cake well it tastes good i don't know but it's like still a time to like sit and reflect and like, i will say after like just being married one year like it was cool to do something yeah so like i had a jean jacket custom made for my wedding and wore it in my anniversary session. Like even like yeah. just stuff like that, that like, you just kind of get to relive it in yeah, some type of way. Each other right. Way, and like, even if it is cake, even if it is letters on the first year, what are the traditions for anniversaries? You know, isn't it like paper metal or don't they have some yeah, type of, they do, but Silver, I don't know who follows that, but yeah, I don't know who follows that either, but just stuff like that, that you can yeah. big picture, like celebrate for years to come. Right. And make it special every year. Okay. Um, third for me was choose a wedding dress that you feel best in um, during your try on. Um, not the dress that like you think is the prettiest or you want to love or like. And um, I also made notes that like bonus points for danceability. And I'm going to say something. I shot a wedding recently where I felt like creatively i was so limited because the bride could not move i can't attest to this enough i feel the same way i'm like i can't sit you down you can't you literally can't sit down yeah um but it just like posing you you is is really limited yeah and we're just in a season of really flexing this creative muscle and like you're moving you're leveling up because you know that's just what we should always be growing and that comes with movement right. and that's it's just tough so it's like just be comfortable right. and and with that with the dress shoes like for the love of god if you have an outdoor barn wedding and you're wearing high heels smarten up smarten up hey i'm telling say. you guys the heels don't make or break no yeah. and you don't see them jess i don't no you, i don't remember did you wear you don't wear your converse all day no i, I wore them at night yeah but we photographed them and that's that's fine not one of the yeah. details of them and my heels there is one photo of me in the teepee yes putting them on 
putting them out and then I think you like made me pose so you can really yeah. see my shoes but like I actually didn't I didn't need that shot like I yeah. love that picture of me but like I don't care about shoes I'm not right at that day like they were a standard piece I hate heels so yeah. stupid a standard just for the love of God you don't need to wear heels it, I find no joy in that and then it's like I'm aware you're uncomfortable so I don't want to make you walk down to this dope spot or do this thing because I'm like What's happening? What is happening is how I feel during those. Dude, times. I had the Nike dress of dresses. I yes. could have ran a marathon in that thing. You really could. It was so comfortable. I mean, top notch. But, but I don't care for that dress. That is so weird now. What is I it about really it that you don't, don't like? I don't know. I think I just had a vision for something completely different. And although that rocked, it looks good. Fit. It fit the whole day. Couldn't have picked was, a better yeah, dress I to fit the day. Perfect. I know. I don't know. You wish it was like more glitzy? Or? No, more just different. Like um, like a poofy sleeve ordeal or something like, you know, like I, it could have been more me. Okay. I thought it was you. I don't think that. But mm. I, I think what's hard is every year more new dresses come out. That's hard. Things, and then it's like, fuck. Like, it's over. I, it's I over. know exactly what dress I want right now. And, but when will I get married? And that might change. Style, it's yeah. gonna change. I loved your dress. Thank I'm, you. I'm, t- I'm on team your dress. Um, also, I made the point. I'll make it again. Bustles don't work. <laughs> Bustles don't work. Don't buy a heavy ass fucking dress with a crazy ass train and expect your bustle to work. It won't. It'll be uncomfortable. You'll be uncomfortable if you're gonna have that dress and you're sold on that dress. Buy something else to dance in. So you're comfortable. Hey. Get something else. Hey, team, team change into really rece- a team outfit change. But I, it's got to be now. I want, I want like a two piece crop top, high waist pant, or gotta be cute. Jumpsuit. Yeah, gotta be a little glitzy for yeah. the for the reception. It doesn't do have it. to be. Just do, just that's fun. Do it. That's rad. Um, and then you talked about personal touches, and then you said weddings feel flat without them, and I thought that, it's so true. Oh yeah, weddings feel so flat without personal touches. Because it was funny. I was talking to um, actually the groom who I wasn't shooting his wedding until two weeks before it. But um, he was like, just, you know, you're talking like what comes next. And I was just telling him and he's like, he's like, you do this a lot, huh? (laughs) And he just like he was older and aware of like how sterile these days can be Mm -hmm. if they're not about. He's like, he's like, I bet you've seen some just like. Like the same exact wedding over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's nothing wrong with that. But I hope that you make it personal. You know, like there's nothing wrong with like a simple wedding. No. Absolutely not. Like there's really nothing wrong with the church and like ballroom situation. I'll never shit on that. No. But I hope that at the ballroom you have like, you know, personal drinks that you guys like. Or, you know, little like like things that are about like are very personal to you. Like even if it's photos, even yeah. if you guys live Twix bars and you put the like shit like that small stuff, like that's yeah. what makes it more of an experience for your guests. Right. And like and you said, they'll remember those things. If you're balling on a budget, like we're not shitting on what it looks no. like. Like I literally had a bride reach out to me and text me and say, <sighs> I, I know this breaks my heart. Yeah, she yeah. was like, this may sound really silly, but I just, you know, see all these weddings that you do and i'm sorry if my wedding seems really lame and boring and i was like no that's not what we're here about oh no it's that's that's not even who what i'm about like is 
are dope weddings great? Yeah. Are simple weddings dope? Yes. Yes. And I was like, I value your marriage over your yeah. wedding. And that's why you picked me. Like, yeah. there is, it is not about how cool or trendy your shit is. Like, if it's cute and personal and it's great for you and your partner. Yeah. If you're it. having a good day. That is, it will rain. Yes. If you're having a great day and you're fucking stoked that you didn't spend 48 hours. Trust me, I'm going to make it look like you had a bomb ass time. You know what I'm saying? Like if you are, it's going to show in your photos and you picked me. Yeah. Like, but we're just saying, say Twix are your favorite candy and you, you have a, you have a Twix thing. You know what you're going to get every Christmas from half the people you know and love? Twix. A Twix bar. And they'll remember it. Tell me something wrong with that. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Fucking dope. Like, I think you and Joe established at your wedding, like something I didn't even necessarily know about you is that you guys really like playing games. Because mm-hmm. like, and people are going to remember that, you know, like you'll mm-hmm. get, you know, housewarming gifts. You'll have games. You'll have all this stuff because people now know that. And I agree. I think keeping your wedding true to you and adding those personal touches, even if you have like a quote unquote cookie cutter wedding. Yeah. Like, and even with that, um, my brother-in-law is getting married and we, as their gift, they just had a wedding shower. We bought them a bunch of fucking games oh, and fun. they were like, this is the, one of the coolest gifts because it's like, that means a lot coming from you guys, like the games, the game yeah. people. And they're like, we don't have any games in our house. And I'm like, that was just such a good gift as a tip. If you don't know what else to get and you're, you're late the to the game, going. get the game, like a hosting gift. Like yeah. I got them like whiskey, ice cubes, like get a nice shit mm-hmm. to, people don't have that like yeah. shit to host so just a good tip of the dick tip of the on the dick. last episode of season one a tip of the dick is go for the hosting gift go yes. for good fun party games yes stuff like that love that and then my last one was do a boudoir session oh stand yeah by that. still stand by that Truly. i I've been popping off on boudoir sessions. You have. I have not. I've been I've been slacking. And I'm sorry to everyone who reaches out and wants to do self-love sessions. It's just not in the cards. Really, like when I do boudoir, I like to do marathons of them because it's like I'm in the headspace to create like that. Like I never want to create like because I do take them so seriously and personally mm-hmm. that it's like I don't want to be not in the headspace. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. Like if someone were to inquire, I'd be like. Well, also I can do them here so I yeah. can like push them for the winter, but you do. It is one of the most creative shoots you really have to get. I mean, it's posing and we yeah. love candidates and movement based photography. So it's, it's one of, it's really out of our element. I mean, I guess I could speak for myself and maybe not for you, but yeah, shit's fun. And it's, and it's dope. My clients have been very happy with yeah. them. So yeah. And they're sweet. Like I had my groom from last week. Um, I didn't end up taking the boudoir sessions. We couldn't make our schedules work. And she lived like three and a half hours away. But um, when he opened up her her book, it, he he started crying. And he's like, this is the first time I cried in three years. I can't. Uh, but it was just like, because that's how he sh- it's, it's sentimental. It's like, it's that realization for him. Like, oh, fuck. Like, this is my wife. Oh, like, yeah. It's a moment of yeah. like. It doesn't Being, all have to be ass shots. Like a lot of them are just like beautiful, like like just like kind of like sultry headshots. Like it's a shoulder shot, you know. Like, but but that's so awesome. And you're like it. gifting these like vulnerable moments and to you know to your partner. I love that. Yeah, I love it. So that was our that was a recap on episode one. Still stand by a lot of them. I do too. But I think it's funny that like we'd probably both choose differently now yeah i think if you were to ask me if we like did a part two of it i could i could keep going which we could for season two yeah Yeah. maybe we start off with that yeah that'd be good 
brainstorming. Let's go. Live on the pod. Okay. Are you ready for our number two episode? Top, our second top episode breakdown. <laughs> yes. All right. Throw it down for Eleanor Rose. Throw it down for E. Rose. Our top piece of dating advice. Okay. We each chose one piece of advice. Switching and mindsets. Yes. I had to like dive. I remember like doing a lot of like reflecting on this episode because I'm like, dating. What was it like to be dating? Yeah. And I that doesn't mean like uh, I have a, a husband now. No, I just like had to get back in the mindset of this. So so it's going to be interesting yeah. to hear the recap. I also thought it was funny. I start off the episode with I always get so insecure when I wear headbands. <laughs> Wearing <laughs> a headband, you wear headband right now. now. And then I go into deep detail about how I don't know what to do with my hair. And I'm like, now I got my hair figured out. Oh, yeah. You got to go. I got the color and the cut down pat until it's out of style and I feel off trend. You'd be rocking the short hair for a minute, though. Uh, Well, we chopped it all off, so we had no choice but to rock it for a while. Um, But now I'm living the shag life or whatever we call it. Shaggy. Shaggy. Um, Also, this was the episode that that sparked a lot of episodes. Pickle wasn't heat. Oh, God that forbid. Was the start of the Heat Chronicles. The Heat Chronicles of Pickle. Honestly, it's been a long <laughs> road, a long journey for my girl. But she out here, she's spade as fuck. Yes. She ain't she ain't a, she ain't be hoeing around the Cleveland Heights no. neighborhood anymore. She didn't go ass to ass with anyone. Thank God. But was it a huge <laughs> part of my life for a very long time? Yes. It was. I was very scared. And thank you for all the people who provided me with comfort and true true facts about how yeah. dog breeding actually well, works. You go off and like she's way too young and like a bunch of people are like no, no she's not that she's normal. not. Yeah. I was just trying to make us feel better. Make you feel better. But it snuck up. up on us and she is fully spayed. What a wild ride that was too. Good but. job. Mm-hmm. Good job. We got through good, it. Good dog parents. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. God, all the stupid fights of the week. I honestly think the reason why our stupid fights of the week expanded was because of Pickle being in heat. Do you know how many of those fights were surrounded by your dogs? Oh, and Joe my and God. Mike? Yeah. And those still the happen. dog, like, his dick is out. His dick is oh, out. Oh, he's, he's out. He's out. He's out. It's like, his dick <laughs> is out. I'm like, what do you mean he's out? Is he out in our yard? <laughs> that thing, that thing poking out? No. The red rocket. The red rocket. <laughs> Oh my god, no! But a lot of fights still happen around our dogs, and I think I just probably shut them out. Mm-hmm. The fights. I always try to think of stupid fights of the week, and I'm like, man, they're they're weird, you know? Yeah. They're wild. Like without a lot of context, it's hard. Yeah. Do you find that? Like, yeah. And it's like I don't have time. It's not that funny. Like I don't yeah. know if people would find them entertaining, yeah. or if you if you guys do and really want it, I'll give it to you. But I always try to brainstorm. Like, what stupid fight? We like, we. What we need to do, Jess, is we need to have journals in this month off. We really okay. should have for better and worse journals. That is really 100% correct. Because I just thought of like a bit. I remember driving home from Columbus yesterday. And I'm like, you'll remember that. Don't even write it down. Now I completely forgot it. Well, I think it was bit. about the fray, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went off in my head. I was oh like, and I'll say God. this and then this will be funny. And this is just podcasting 101 what happened to the fray? okay really that was the bit i'm going off. what happened to the fray okay i'm just saying because i was listening to look after you by the fray one of the best that oh oh oh, oh baby baby i look after you what it's happened? good it hits you right in the feels yeah. how to save a life 
I mean, that was Grey's Anatomy's theme song. Am yeah. I right? Besides 2 a.m. and I come with the bomb episode. Where are my Grey's people at? Yeah. Okay. But anyways, the fray really hit us so hard with like this top notch songs and just left us. Just left us for death. How do you dry? And they didn't explain it. Like what people don't understand, like the emotion. celebrities can't get away with like ghosting us like that. Just like Steve from Blue's Clues, the true Calm ghoster, back. the true celebrity that ghosted yes. us. Did you watch that video and feel emotions? No. Oh, I watched it. Well, Josh, Josh was, was like, Josh was like, I have to, I have to show you this, and I'm like half watching it, and I'm like, Oh, you are stone cold. You stone. I was, <laughs> I was in the hotel in Michigan after plenty of beers because I just love to get drunk in a hotel by myself. I had two. Two microwave meals, one pizza, one lasagna, and a, <laughs> and a Mickey. You've else, never been more swollen. And a Mick Alch, nice. a good Mickey Slim, in, <laughs> in in my hotel room, just sobbing. I watched. Okay, so I first started off with a good cry with Steve from Blue's Clues. That just got me. Obviously, the alcohol. Maybe I needed to. I watched like a minute of it. I was and like, then, this is long. What and then mean? I watched scenes from Girls, which mm-hmm. you need to watch. Adam Driver, Lena Dunham. The best show, one of the best shows of all time. I one tried. Of, I tried. I'm so surprised at that. I thought you would love it, and I just started watching scenes that I know I make me emotional, and I was like, I "Need a good cry." Mm-hmm. So, boop, played it, sobbed, sobbed uncontrollably, and I went down a YouTube rabbit hole and just cried. Woke up swollen eyed, seven a.m., and shot my shot and left. Nice. Okay, I don't know how we got on that, but Steve, Steve from Blue's Clues, in the fray. But yeah, that was I just you didn't what Google the them? fuck happened to them. them. No, I just feel like they did like a three to four albums and they were out. Like their new stuff was pretty good, but they were just like, they got that Grey's Anatomy money rolling in. We got you guys through your high school breakups and that's all our purpose was. Oh my God. So Am I right? They were replaced with like Mumford and Sons. Luminaires. And like, you know, yep. The whole indie. Yeah. But they weren't indie. Like they're, they were like, they were soft rock. Just are they considered cock rock? Also, I did listen to Far Away by Nickelback and got real into it. Just, it's been a while. I don't have time for that. Okay. Moving on. Okay. So this <laughs> this the the premise of this episode was we gave one piece, our top piece of dating advice each. So it was like if we could only tell you one thing. Um, mine was um, Ooh, wow. don't waste time on people who don't speak highly of you when you aren't around. Um, we got into like a big kind of like respect tangent and how important that is establishing in a relationship, um, which I still stand by that. Like if people don't speak highly of you, if your partner is constantly talking shit about you when he's with the boys or when she's with the girls or whenever they're in their friend group, right? Huge red flags because we, I'm like, like quit, well, something we said was like quit complaining and get out like if you are constantly complaining about your partner just quit complaining and get out of the relationship right. like clearly you're not making that person happy or right. vice versa it's like what okay and it's just we see a lot of these relationships and it's like if that one still baffles me like if you're if you are talking shit yeah with your friends about this person like Maybe you had an argument. I'm not talking like this person can never throw shade at you. Like if right. they're upset with you, they're allowed to say how they feel. 
But I'm talking like major, like for, I'm coming for your character type yeah. shit. Like, no, no, no. You don't like that person. Yeah. So why are you forcing this? Yeah. And why are you staying, staying yeah. in a relationship? And like, it's like, it's your existence. You're spending your existence with someone you don't like. No. What? Life's too short for that, dude. Um, and Life's too short. Exactly. And I think we also talked about like liking the idea of someone. Mm-hmm. And that, that being, was good. That yeah. Being in like why you stay. I think that hit a lot of people in the feels because I did. feel like that got on TikTok and I read the comments and people were like, didn't need to hear this today. Yeah. Like someone was like, <laughs> this, this is not meant too for much, me. Right. Much. Yeah. It was. But yeah. it's it's very true. You know, I feel like you can. I mean, we talked about it, but just get like wrapped up. Yeah. Get wrapped up in just wanting a relationship. Yeah. And I skipped through this part because I was like, too cringe, too cringe. But I cried on that episode. That was when I talked about like my dad, oh. like, appro- like giving me his approval of Josh. <gasps> oh yeah, which seems like yesterday, but it was not. It was like April. I remember but. those. We we'd be we'd be crying on that codependency couch, crying, crying. <sighs> we gotta get emotional availability back on this couch. I know. Maybe you shoot for season two. Season I two. think we're just so you know you're busy. Season two, the season of emotional availability. <laughs> I can't wait. What a debut! Debut. We will have. Nice. Okay. And do you remember yours, Jess? You no. Copies. What my fuck happiness? Yes. Yeah. Still stand by it. Still stand by. We've revisited that. It uh, came full circle in so in such an organic way. Yeah. And I just thought that was so rad that it just really all all came together and it won yeah. one full circle. Yeah. I do find myself really thinking back on that as when I get like. You can get this way a lot. Yeah. No, just with like things like um, your career. It's success. Yes. Replace the word happiness with success. Like fuck success. I that makes me uncomfortable. Like like saying that like fuck happiness. I've I've had clinical depression. I've had all my problems for a long time. I get I get not feeling happy, and I would argue, I I can comply with that because it's like I never feel happy. But I experienced joy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's okay. Made, made me pretty grounded. Yeah. But I chase success in a way that is like so unhealthy. And, and nothing will send me spiraling more than when I don't feel successful, when I feel like I'm failing, and when that affects my finances. I know it. I mean, I ain't gonna just throw, let I'm, me have a fucking breakdown on Tuesday about it. I ain't gonna, I feel, I ain't gonna throw shit here on this couch, but it's it's your demise. Yeah, it's hard too because even if like rage can be melting down, and I'm just talking right. Like maybe we should try this. Like thinking of maybe some mm-hmm. some ways to go. And Rage just doesn't talk. Yeah, she'll just listen. I know she's listening. And she is either combating them in my head, like blocking off what I'm saying yeah. or taking it in or both. And she doesn't <laughs> and she just doesn't say anything. And I was like, I like drove home. I'm like, I wonder if that helped her at all. <laughs> but she needs to have those conversations. She needs to let it out. Well, really what it is, is like my deep seated belief is that like I'm alone. And like I and especially with gather, I am alone. Like my mom is technically a part owner slash, you know, she like, she helped me like with the funds to start it. But like no one else has access to the email or the social medias. No one else. Like I, I can't pay anyone to do stuff. And so I am alone. And so it's like, I feel like a failure because I'm not making it work because it's not financially successful because I don't have the time to market for it. Like I can put all these reasons in my head. 
Like I, I know, I know why, but it's still like someone once said in a DM to us, um, Rach, I'm a recovering perfectionist too. And I thought it was funny because I've, I've never called myself a perfectionist. I've, I've never, I've never claimed to be a perfectionist because in my mind. But you are. Oh, and I know I am because when I make a mistake, like trigger warning, like I, I feel suicidal when I make a mistake. And that's how like I felt about this space. Like I've been so low with how this has gone. I felt like I don't deserve to live anymore. Like that's how serious it is. And like that's really serious for the ending episode of the pod. Yeah, but, but it's like, where we're at. I mean, it's where you're at. You're yeah. speaking honestly. and Yeah. But like that's legitimately how I feel. Like the world would be better off if I wasn't in it because I'm not successful. That is not true. And I really don't and know I, where I got that from. Me either. Because it's like that's not how life works. or And I hate that you feel that low. Because in my eyes, like this, it, it's still successful. You still are very successful at a lot of things that you do. Are you in a rough patch now with this? Yes. Will we get out of it? Yes. You always come up with stuff? Yes. Yeah. This isn't the end. We go up from here. I know. I just feel like I'm... It, it just like... It is, it is a definition dark place. Yeah. Like, um, And I think a lot of it is like I had an expectation for what this space would be. And it was very quick like that's not what this space is going to be. And it was like okay so if it's going to be more small events... How the fuck am I going to make that happen when I spent, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars making a co-working loft when now it's like, what if I have to tear all that out? Because if it is small events, that's not super useful. Right. Like configuration up there, you you know, it's like the fuck. Like I just, I really don't do well. And that's also like um, kind of an ADHD thing when I have a plan and it doesn't go to plan. i I shut the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like it's just because like, in my head, I'm like, we yeah. we switch it. We use what we have and we make it work. Yeah. And I'm already like there. Like we can make that work. Yeah. And I can imagine it working, but I'm, I'm still just like reeling from the fact that it's like, I did all this research. I talked to yeah. 40 local self-employed photographers and they hyped me the fuck up and they were like, yes, we'd love to work here. We'd love to do this. And fuck all showed up for me yeah and that was so frustrating so upsetting and also I felt stupid because it's like you know this industry like I know this industry I'd led I'd led workshops and the same shit would happen people be like yes can't wait to go blah 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 soon as signed up to go live yeah like we're a flake we're flaky people in general yeah and I know that and I went into it and I feel like I I should have known better and well. that's the thing that really like kills me in this and like in my feelings of being really low. It's like you knew better. Like feeling foolish is like it gives me hives. Yeah. Like feeling like because in my mind like it's I feel like part of it's like egotistical. Like I should know better. I should do everything. I, I do know everything. I, I, I should be prepared for any situation. And then it's like my ego pops when it's like, oh, no, you you ain't shit. Like, you don't know what you're doing. But that's like, that's like something bad talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not your reality. So what is is like, you're like, I could have done this, should have known this. Okay, well, now we have this. Now mm-hmm. what? Now what? We shift. We shift and we move with how the pandemic is where it's more yeah. small events. Like, 
that is also what you're really good at making, you know, nothing into something. And we will. Mm-hmm. Here she goes. See, I'm talking to her. And she's, <laughs> and she's disassociating. <laughs> I know it. Uh, it's hard for her to hear. She's got to come with it on her own terms. Why am I like this? Why are we the way we are? I really don't know. We can get to that in another just, episode with therapy. Uh, well, you know what would be a nice check-in? You know be a nice check-in like this, like where we're at? Like like you feeling this way now and like we come back refreshed in season two. And let's see where we're at. Let's see where we're at. If we're at the same spot, well, that's okay. Well, I have a successful business. Who knows? <laughs> you already do. You have a lot of them. So I don't though. Like, and I really don't feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm good at my roles. Like, if we're talking, like, Rachel Beth Creative, Creative Co., like, I do feel that, like that. You be taking risks. You're a risk taker in your businesses. And yeah, that's okay. Stop. That's a good, really cool trait. I need to be in. I don't have it that. I'm safe from my bubble. It needs to be done. I'll never be done. Everybody, thank <laughs> you. Took a... Took a, took a turn. Took an honest turn. Took an honest turn. I guess leaving on honesty is is the fair, for better and worse way. It is. It is so it on is. brand for us. And we love that. We do. And I I mean, I'm speaking for myself, speaking for both of us. On this has been like the most un like unexpected, like joyful, exciting thing I've ever done. You know, like oh. I do feel like I mean, there were times with the success thing where I was really struggling when I wasn't measuring up to my own expectations for myself of posting on TikTok. But I feel like July, I let it go. I was like, this ain't happening. And I'm I'm stepping away from yeah. worrying about it. But like, in general, like, just get, one, getting to hang out with you every week. No regrets. That's, Never any regrets there. It'll always be the best oh. part of my weeks. And also just like having this community of people you guys are so rad and you guys really show up for us and as much as sometimes this feels like just us sitting on a couch talking to each other yeah um we feel you guys love and support your dms that come through and just like rock our fucking worlds and we'll share them to each other and like what did we create we always say this sometimes when we're like who are these people following us or like why do we they care but we know you, we see you, and we love you. And like, yeah. we really, truly would not be doing this yes. if we, you guys didn't like give us the feedback you guys do or yeah. like say that we've helped you through tough times or you guys listen to us when you're feeling scared. At, someone told me this, like that I just put you you guys on um, in my apartment because I live alone and I feel like scared or unsafe. Uh. But just having some girls like just on my speaker just like really comforts me. I have goosebumps. Uh, I was like, I didn't hear that. Yeah. So, that stuff really means the, the most, world. the most to us. So, and we are going to keep showing up for you guys. And I feel like it was a really hard choice to take this like break, but yeah, we're only doing it because we want to show up a hundred percent ourselves every week. And we know that we need the space um, to recharge and come after it and miss you guys and miss this yeah. thing. And I promise we'll try to get on our stories. Um Yeah. You know, give you some more carrot milk chronicles. Yeah, well, well, Josh. if you guys like that, like we'll we'll give you somewhere yeah. into sneak peeks into our, our personal life and yes. relationships and show you. I think but that's fun. We appreciate you guys and we love you and we'll see you in November. Yeah, that's a wrap on season one of For Better and Worse podcast. I love you. I love you. Bye.